Broadcasting from the third coast and recorded live at Tripod South Studios, this is The Hango Show. I need to get inside your head. I got to know if you insane. I didn't know where the conversation was going to go either, so some of this may not. We may you understand not. that you're leading this conversation for the I most know, part. but still. My dumb questions is what you're worried about? No, they're not dumb. Maybe. Probably not. Like I'm saying, there isn't one dumb one that won't get in there. Ah, thanks a lot, babe. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Hango Show. This is your host, Hango Wood. And tonight, I'm back here with episode numero deuce of Tinker Explains with my beautiful wife, Tinker. How you doing, babe? I'm okay. How about you? I'm great. You've had you had three naps today. Well, yeah, I can so take I f- another one. <laughs> I figured that you were doing okay. So I'm hungry. Looking forward to supper. Yeah. One that I don't want. Anyway. We can do both. No, that's okay. We're going to do one. I'll, I'll be the martyr. I'll stay here on my cross, and I'll, uh, okay, I'll, Jesus. I'll deal with it. Thank you. I appreciate that. Lord, even Jesus would be like, really? <laughs> Tone it down some. Yeah, like. <laughs> All right, so tonight, picture it. Where are we going? Well, we're starting off. Picture it. In Halt Zerbst. Which would be an area of modern day Poland, seventeen twenty nine. Oh, this is this is pretty. It's pretty, pretty late modern for, you. for me. Well, it's very, very for modern you. for me. Seventeen twenty nine. Yep. And we're in Poland. What Poland Lithuania at the time? Well, um, not Poland Lithuania. It was a a duchy within that was probably was Prussian, but okay. it would be what we part of modern day Poland, Poland. today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. We are in Inholserts. Now Poland. On May the second, seventeen twenty nine, Princess Sophie of Anholtzerst was born. Well, happy birthday. <laughs> she will later become Catherine the Great of Russia. Oh, of course. I should have fucking known. <laughs> <laughs> Most people don't know this, Nancy, you will not be surprised by this. My first real fascination of a person in history started with Catherine the Great. In 1991, there was an exhibit um, in one of our uh, bigger metropolitan areas around here that um, did an exhibit on Catherine the Great of, you know, treasures of imperial Russia. This was when you were like 12 then. 11, 12, yeah. Yeah. Um, and at that, I remember I went to this exhibit twice, once with my school and once my grandparents were always big on taking us to historical exhibits. And at that time that it was like one coming through every couple of years. Yeah, so, they, for a while they had a string yeah, of them there. Yeah. And they were all really, really good. But mm-hmm. this was the first one I went to. And I remember seeing the opulence and seeing just these things that didn't look real. And it was a woman. And that wasn't something that you necessarily hear a lot of. Yeah. So at that moment, I became obsessed with Catherine the Great and have kind of stayed that way. Anytime I'll, it's at this point, it's kind of hard for me to find something I haven't heard before. So yeah. I kind of wane in and out. Um, I'll go through stages, but she's still absolutely one of my favorites. Not to say she didn't have her faults, but everybody in history has their faults. Well, you've so. watched multiple movies, yeah, biographies, documentaries about her, miniseries, and uh-huh. I've always dodged them. 
So I guess yeah. this, is, this is your way just to finally make me listen about her, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, go ahead. I will say my favorite's the last one that's come out with Helen Mirren called Catherine the Great on HBO. It was probably one of the m- more accurate ones. To be dramatized. Yeah, to be dramatized. It was v- more accurate than most, I believe. Um, So, Sophie, as she is now known was born in what we would consider a part of Poland now. Her father was um, Prince. He was a Duke of Anhalt-Zerbst, but was from an extremely very poor noble family. Um, You have to realize there were like 300 duchies within this area at that time. So, you know, just because you're a Duke or a Prince does not mean you have money. Honestly, most were poor. Was Poland part of the Holy Roman Empire? No, okay. it was still know. the Lithuanian Poland, gotcha. yeah, Poland Commonwealth at this time. Um, but no, he, I didn't know if they were ever part of the Holy Roman Empire at uh, all. You know, I'm sure parts of it may have uh, been. Yeah, I'm sure parts of it were. Yeah. I'm not real up on the Holy Roman Empire, if I'll be honest, um, or at least that modern Holy Roman Empire. Well, at that point, it kind of it was apart. still kind of powerful. I mean, well, I mean it's Austria, so yeah, I mean. Had, but like Prussia had already been formed and or had 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 expanded, I guess. At this well, point. you also have to realize at this point the Holy Roman Empire. So you know, um, Marie Antoinette of France, who comes later in history, probably towards the end of the seventeen hundreds, seventeen something. Um, she was of the Holy Roman Empire. She was uh, Austrian. Her mother was the empress of the Holy Roman Empire, and it was still a great power at the time. So, I mean, they're still they're still around. Right. So, um, but her father was the Duke uh, of Anhalt-Zerbst. Poor family, but he was a general in the Prussian army, and this is the time of Frederick the Great of Prussia. So, when you hear Prussia, think German, basically. Um, that is the old name for the Germany that we know now is a completely modern construct. So. Um, her mother was uh, Johanna or Joanna, whichever, of Holstein Gottorp. I'm not real sure how me. to say that. Um, but she was the great granddaughter of a Danish king, so she actually probably had a little bit more higher standing than her husband did. Um, I would really compare Catherine the Great's mother to like a momager nowadays, like a Chris Jenner. Of the Kardashian clan. Oh, she was a witch. Yes. Okay. Not a good woman. Her mother was kind of always wanted more out of life than what she had and tr- showed extreme ambivalence to Sophie at this time. Um, I think they said it was a rough labor and maybe she almost died. It's kind of conflicting on that. But after she just had no interest in this child at all. And Did she like? push her or try to live vicariously through her in a sense yes yeah. absolutely absolutely so very chris generous then very what very chris generous oh absolutely <laughs> she is 100 percent chris jenner and she's vilified in history because of it because she's just seen as someone who's always trying to take advantage and but she's a total she's a chris jenner when you think of her mother think chris jenner because that's what she is she's a bitch um the one interesting thing about Johanna would be that her brother was supposed to marry Empress Elizabeth of Russia. Empress Elizabeth was a daughter of Peter the Great, the one who really pulled 
actually had a hard time choosing between Catherine the Great and Peter the Great to do this. Well, you've but got a whole, I know. This, this is all. I know. When it, this is your whole series here, so I'm sure we'll get to him eventually. Yes, Peter the Great kind of single-handedly westernized Russia. Mm-hmm. So um, Empress Elizabeth was the daughter of Peter. She was supposed to marry Johanna's brother however many years before, but the brother died of smallpox before the wedding. But um, the Empress Elizabeth of Russia always held him dear to her heart and that family. So that is even how Sophie got in line to be able to marry into the Russian imperial family. Um, Sophie arrived in Russia in about 1744. Hey, this is just, uh-huh. Sophie is Elizabeth. Sophie is Catherine. Catherine, I mean. We'll get to her name change. Well, shortly. I'm just trying to keep everybody yeah. keep everybody. We'll get to her name change. You just mentioned shortly. Catherine. Now you're going to make the Sophie back and forth. I'll <laughs> keep everybody. Uh, Sophie equals Catherine. Yes, yes. And here shortly we will get to start. The name yeah, we'll get to the name change. Um, in about 1744, um, she actually, when she got there, spoke no Russian. She only spoke German and French. Um, French was kind of the language, a lingua franca of the elite throughout Europe, um, east to west. So um, when she got there, she actually learned Russian. Um, because- well, this goes back to what you were saying last week about how Latin was kind of mm-hmm. the language is now transfer- transformed into French. French. The elite are speaking French all, all throughout Europe. Oh, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. It's kind of like what you think of as English today. It would be the the language that everybody spoke so you could talk, right. you know, or the the language of politics or whatever. So that's what French was. You had to have that common because if you think if you go into Europe, there are so many different languages and dialects. You have to have a commonality. It's not like the United States where you have 300 million people, you know. Right. So over the last, from, 11, from 1066 to 1730 what, or 20 whatever now, mm-hmm. uh, Latin has faded as, as a... As Latin probably started fading after the Reformation. Right. In, in uh, 15, I just went blank. Yeah. I, whatever. Or, or Martin Luther with, with the Reformation. So you have more and more Protestants who are not going to speak Latin, Latin if for no other right. fact that is the the, uh, the, the popist language. Right, that's the yeah. language of the church. Yeah, we're not going to do that. That's evil. So everybody's speaking French now. Go ahead. Yep. I'm sorry. So she does not speak any Russian when she gets there. Um, she does learn and becomes ext- and fluent in it. Always retained a German accent, though. So um, she was very committed from becoming this German princess to becoming Russian. Um, and later in life, actually, she was a big proponent of bleeding when sick. So later in life, bloodletting, when when, um, she was having that done when she was sick, she said, I hope that's the last bit of German blood in my body. Oh, my gosh. So she was fully enthralled and wanted, she's a smart lady. She knew what she had to do. So um, she did convert to Russian Orthodox. She was brought up a Lutheran. Um, And Lutherans are very Spartan, I guess Mm -hmm. you could say, when it comes to their worship and they don't have all these beautiful displays. No frills. No frills. Yeah. Like, you just, just come about, in. Just yeah. about the religion. And you go from that to Russian Orthodoxy, which is absolutely opulent. beautiful. And beautiful. I would love to go see some of these Russian so Orthodox she went, churches. she went from a very bland sense of, of religion and mm-hmm. worship to... Uh, 
the icons on the walls yep. and yep. and all the sparkly, pretty stuff they mm-hmm. have in, in in Russian Orthodox, Eastern Absolutely. Orthodox, I should say. It would be like walking from a a, a country church to a Saint. Peter's Basilica. Well, I was even thinking maybe a bachelor's pad, a man who lives by himself, <laughs> and then walking into a ten million dollar home. Right. You know, it's that it's going to be that different. You know, you go from bare bones to absolute opulence and beauty. Um, her father was against this. Um, he was staunch Lutheran, but yet again, Sophie's smart. Yeah, she had she, she had hand. Yeah. But this is where she takes the name Catherine. Or in Russian, it's Ekaterina or Yekaterina. Was it just her adopting her her new persona? Kind of. Um, her, her integrating into the culture of Russia? Yeah, usually when these people converted, um, even to Orthodoxy, they took a new name. Uh, it happened to be that this name that she took, Catherine. Now, let's remember the Empress Elizabeth was the one who invited her in to come marry well, it's Empress Elizabeth's nephew, actually. Empress Elizabeth's mother was Catherine. So this was kind of an homage to the... And that's an interesting story, too, that I would love to cover. But we won't go there right now. Why? We got we got all the time in the world. Well, actually, Empress Elizabeth's mother, Catherine, that Catherine the Great was named for, was the second wife of Peter the Great and was a peasant. Okay. From the Lithuanian-Polish... Um, Commonwealth um, and kind of moved her way up and became Peter's mistress. And eventually they did marry and legitimize anyway. There's a lot of interesting in politics going into that. But that is where Catherine the Great gets her name, Catherine, or Ekaterina, as, as the Russians would say. Sophie or Sophia is a very Protestant name. Yes, yes. And so her shedding that away to become more Russian, Russian quote unquote, you know. Uh, it's a big thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. That, that she was fully invested in mm-hmm. what, what she was going to do. She's a smart lady. She knows she has to be fully invested. And she, she's very astute politician, even at a young age. She could read people very, very well. Very and diplomatic. Yes, yes, yes. So she has converted to Russian Orthodoxy. During this time, and I can't remember f- exactly when, but it was before she married um, Peter, the future Peter the Third, her husband. They both came down with smallpox. She survived. I think she probably had some small little pop marks, but basically no huge problems. Now, he was, his face was pockmarked for the rest of his life and just not good. Like Who was this? This was her future husband, Peter the Third, okay. who she's getting ready to marry. The gotcha. reason why she came to Russia. And um, they also think this caused him to be impotent. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe he had always been a little immature and just kind of behind, just not the smartest cookie, but, um, and had temperamental issues, which honestly is kind of not uncommon in that Russian family, but they, they think that definitely impacted it and made it even worse than what it originally was. So they've both had smallpox. They go, they're married in a Russian Orthodox ceremony. Um, she actually has a migraine that night, and she has to wear this huge crown made of of whatever, gold and diamonds, and there's no telling how much it weighs. And she keeps complaining she has a migraine, and but Empress Elizabeth won't let her take it off. I think there's one time she lets her take it off for like five or ten minutes, and that's it. So um, we go 
into yeah sorry just it's knocking okay. shit around <laughs> so they're married they're they're very very opposites though like i said Catherine is very smart an avid reader she is part of this is the enlightenment this is time the enlightenment and she is very much a part of that and um peter is like a little kid who wants to literally play with his toy soldiers um, now let's also keep in mind that Peter did grow up in a, in a German duchy too. He idolizes Frederick the Great of Prussia. Okay. Problem. Prussia and Russia are at war. Right. So he, but he still idolizes this man and that's just not really well looked upon and, you know, shouldn't be that your enemy. But, you know, he goes around playing with his toy soldiers, just extremely, extremely immature. I don't, I can't even think of a good example of someone to compare him to. Mm. A grown up who. Maybe Ricky Bobby. <laughs> Talladega Nights. <laughs> really? <laughs> Maybe not that bad. You see, I mean, you think about um, who's the dude who did Fire Festival? The scam artist. Peter's not that smart. <laughs> In all honesty, no, he, he's he, really not. He wants to play soldier. Is that what you're what you're saying? Yeah, he wants he, to play soldier. He, Absolutely. He, he wants to be Mr. Big Stuff. Yeah. He wants to be a great military leader. And is a complete buffoon and idiot. <laughs> and a cruel man. Also a very cruel man. Oh, okay. He let's power go to his head. Oh, absolutely. Gotcha. He is kind of the perfect yeah, example of he let power. He thinks he thinks very highly of himself. Mm. And even his aunt, the Empress Elizabeth, who brought him over to be her successor because Elizabeth had no children. She was never married and had no children. Knows this about him. Did he ever serve in the military? Pretty sure he didn't. And if he did, it would have been of royal service, right. which was, yeah. you know... It's he had a lot of honorifics. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he did like to parade around in um in his uniform. In his and uniform, and he even had like, uh, oh God, what do they call it? Not platoons, but uh, company. Company, yeah. That he would march around at their gotcha. palace. I like mean, a royal guard or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was very, very like if you gave a five year old this stuff. <laughs> I mean, I cannot <laughs> express how much I dislike this man. Um. So anyway. Very unsuccessful marriage because we do have two opposites. We have someone who is of the Enlightenment, extremely educated, very smart. Yeah, and that's astute. all going on right now. In, oh in, yes, in yes, yeah. You yes. have you have Isaac Newton in Europe, and you have a lot of great thinkers in in Prussia, in uh, um, uh, like Brandenburg. Mm -hmm. You know, so yeah. There's all she's, these new things coming out of science and literature. She starts and reading Voltaire during this time oh, wow. too, gotcha. and she does become. Um, they correspond, Vol Voltaire and, and Catherine correspond throughout the years. And, you know, I think they had a falling out at one point. But this is the type of person we're dealing with. A very, very educated Driven woman. person. Yes, yes. And then you have this buffoon over here running around in a little, um, you know. In his little yeah. military parade. Like a big fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, no, it's 100% true. I'm trying to think of a good example of someone who... Like to play military, but but had never once fired a weapon in their life. I can't think of one. Kim Jong Un. That's a good one. He I, is a supreme I would commander. Say that he wouldn't. Probably more along the lines he of his father. Yeah. He, well, even even Kim Jong Il didn't. 
didn't he was more about being the playboy lifestyle. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's hard to find Especially back then. I mean, usually if you were parading around in your little uniform, people laughed at you. People needed to laugh at him. <laughs> but anyway, okay, I will swallow my contempt for this man. Go ahead. So, um they're they're very unsuccessful marriage. It's actually not consummated for several years. I oh, think up to seven or ten years. From the impotence issue. Yes, impotence and mental immaturity, they say. Mm, that'll do it. Um during this time is kind of when she's smart though. She starts building up her her alliances. She figures out who are the power brokers, who are the power players, who are the people that are gonna help me. Um, so she starts doing all that, even like kind of befriending, um, ambassadors or ambassadors of, uh, Britain and mm-hmm. other places. Cause she did want to Westernize Russia even more and kind of pull them out of this Eastern. Yes. Looking, yeah. And that's exactly what you can think yeah. of Russia right now. It was a backwater. It wasn't necessarily seen as a huge power player. And they were surrounded by a lot of like Sweden to the North, who was yeah. very powerful this time. Well, Peter the Great was the one who warred with um, Charles of Sweden. Right. And that's, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you're surrounded by all these big players, even East and West. So you go out to the, the Eastern border and you share with Russia and, or not Russia, with China and Japan and, and all these things. So even they, down to the South, the Black Sea, you had Georgia, all these other, you know, other, other, other countries down there. Well, they did not have access to the Black Sea yet. Oh, it was still, um, it was during Catherine's reign that they went to gotcha. war with the Ottoman Empire, Ottoman Empire. And got a port on the Black Sea. That was a big thing, the war for the Crimea. But but the Ottomans were to the south of them. A, yes, a very the, big empire. Absolutely, the and they did war with them. I mean, it was one of those things. They were surrounded by enemies. But, you know, Russia has their winner as their guard, so that always helps a lot, and too. never march on Moscow in the winter because you will freeze to death. Um, You would think people would have learned that I shit mean, by Hitler now. Hitler didn't even know that. His tanks, the oil froze in his tanks. <laughs> Well, I mean, we're not dealing with the sharpest attacks no, when we're talking about Hitler either. So let's be honest. So go um, ahead. So yeah, so the consumma- no consummation, no nookie no. for for a while. No, no, no. Because she married a retard. Yep, yep. Um, they eventually, supposedly, did. There's still a lot of questions about whether their first child, who was Paul the first, um, or would become Paul the first of. Was this a Maury moment? It could be. Who the baby? Absolutely. Daddy? <laughs> Um, there are thoughts that it could be there to train, and I don't even know which one it is. I mean, I could see it honestly going either way. She had an affair with a, um, military. She always had an affair with military people because she's smart. She needs the military. And, um, she didn't, they did end up consummating, um, their marriage, but there's some questions still about the paternity of the son of Paul the first. Now, let me say this, Peter, Paul's supposed father never denied him at all. And in all honesty, if you look in portraits, there's a lot of physical similarities was there. He, was he a good father to the boy? Oh no. Well, well the boy, I, didn't, I didn't know. <laughs> the boy was horrible too. I mean, oh, the gotcha. the boy was a that's why I I kind of leaned towards it was his son because he was kind of a chip off the old block. Like he was, they were very very similar. Right, dumb. Uh, yes, yeah. yes. Um, so they have the son. Catherine actually really had no 
hands in his upbringing. As soon as the child was born, the Empress Elizabeth, um, still alive, so took took over the son and raised him through the rest of her life. So Catherine really never had that. Um, they weren't close by any means, and it was just kind of he was there to serve a purpose. Right. So anyway, we have the son. Well, eventually, Empress Elizabeth dies, which means Catherine and her husband will be ascending the imperial throne. There's a problem there. They hate each other. And he has, and I forget the name, he had a mistress who was just what I would consider poor poor white trash nowadays. Gotcha. Um, and he kind of wanted to... Okay. So Empress Elizabeth dies. He takes over. Oh, he's made king. Yeah, or emperor. Emperor, Or sorry. czar. Czar. Emperor, king, czar, <laughs> all the same. <laughs> So Tsar Peter now. Yes. So he begins reversing all of these uh, mandates or, or uh, becomes very pro-Prussian. Because he wants to be He wants like to Frederick. be BFFs with, with Frederick the Great. Gotcha. So he starts pulling troops back out of Prussia. Um, he actually has some uniforms changed to where they look just like... It's basically a slap in the face. It would be like... Us it, adopting Canada's uniforms. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Or exactly. British uniforms. Yes, that's exactly what it'd be like. Like if we had a president come along and say, oh, you know, I think Britain's really great, so let's emulate them, even though we just went to war with them and everything. Let's all oh, wear like red us, coats. It'd be like us wearing like Afghanistan uniforms. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Or pajamas like the Vietnamese. Yeah, yeah. So, so he he did this just to fulfill his yeah. his dream of being like Peter. He wanted to be best buddies. He wanted to be best buddies with Frederick the Great. Or Frederick the Great, I'm yeah, sorry. Because he just thought he was the bee's knees. So, and of course, Frederick's like, hell yeah, this idiot over here. <laughs> he's, got, so, he's got all that land and all them troops. I yeah, exactly. That. Like, and I can stop this war and not have to worry about this and go war somewhere else. Yeah. So um, he starts... good. Retro, you know, taking back all these things and, and pulling troops back. And, of course, the military fucking hate him because of this. Because yeah. they're like, we went over there. We put our lives on the line. We did all this and fought to gain all this land. And now we're just turning it back over. What? So you can suck the dick of Frederick the Great? I mean, really? I, I don't get it. So, Catherine, yet again, a smart, astute lady, takes advantage of this. And she befriends all these you know, military people who she had kind of ingratiated herself with previously. What, military guys in, in the Russian military? Yes, yes, gotcha. yes, in the Russian military. Um, so, like, they're joint chiefs? Uh, lower than that. Oh, okay. Lower than that. About, like, uh, colonels and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're Low not— Low officers, yeah, junior officers. Yeah. So, she, um, she has befriended all these people, and they're all like, fuck, Peter, this is bullshit. So, they have a coup. And they basically take over and kick out Peter the Third. Um, he is held prisoner um, at this. I forget. I think it's Stett. I'd have to look it up. And um, he's held prisoner, and a few years later, he ends up dead. Oops. Oops. Um, honestly, I think 
I don't. I I know she had people or her people killed them, but under something. Yeah, yeah. Whether she knew or not, I don't know. I can't blame her one way or the other. So I'm not gonna. <laughs> Jesus. That is how little I I'm think. Kind of worried about my life now. <laughs> <laughs> so now we move on. She is now Empress of Russia, and funny enough, has no Russian blood or anything. Right. So, and there is some debate if she really more ruled as a regent for her son or if she was. Full-fledged empress by usurp- usurpation. I think she was full-fledged empress. That son, she had no intent in desire to rule. Him the throne at all. Well, no, no, not until her death. Anyway, um, well, how how was the boy at this time? Do you know? I don't know. Okay. Less than ten. Okay. I mean, he was He's still, still a young. Boy then. Yeah, he was still young, 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 young. So way too young to be taking over anything. So, um. Now we we move past that, and she begins her reign. Uh, she really wants to become or have Russia seen as more of a power player, because they kind of weren't. They were seen as the backwoods, redneck, ignorant of of Europe, and I'm not saying that was necessarily not deserved either, because they kind of were for a long time. It's a different culture. So she, she, she's a, a huge uh, supporter of the arts, um, of education, and things like this. So she really starts to pull these things forward in, in Russia, even westernizing it even more than what P- Peter the Great had uh, many years uh, or a generation or two previously. And she wants to become kind of the seat of the Enlightenment. Mm. And she is. She is that person. She, she is definitely a, a child of the Enlightenment. Um, there are some wars during this time. I would say the biggest one would be the, the Russo-Turkish War, Russo-Turkish War, where she went to war with the Ottoman Empire to gain a, a port on the Black Sea. Because at this time, if you think of Russia, if you think of Western Russia, they really only have one port, and that would be St. Petersburg, and that's relatively new to them. Um, only within the past couple of generations do they even have that, but they really want this um, port on the Black Sea. Well, they need people need to realize St. Petersburg is way up north. Yeah, it's up bordering Sweden, and so to receive any goods from, say, like uh, ivory from Africa or spices uh, from Ceylon, Indian area, they're going to go all the way around all of Africa, all of Europe. Just to, just to get, just to get those supplies from foreign ports. But if they got, if they could get that port in the Black Sea in Crimea, um, they can bring the goods through the Mediterranean and then transport by land. I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. No, no. And this is kind of the first annexation of the Crimea. Right. You'll probably hear that nowadays, where Russia is annexing it from the Ukraine. Which right now, if you think, um. How we what we think of as Russia, that is not the Russian Empire. The Russian Empire would have been much larger right. on the Imperial Empire. It would have included things like Ukraine and, and uh Belarus and, and those places. So damn near like um Well, Eastern like Europe Hungary almost yeah. way way on down south. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um so she goes to war with them. 
wins, gets her port on the Black Sea, which really is the her her crown jewel for the rest of her reign, and is something she's extremely proud of, and even references back several times. And not saying it shouldn't have been; it was a pretty hard fought war, and at times they wondered. It was a big thing. I mean, yeah, this time, I mean, trading ports were everything at this time. Oh no, when absolutely. The expansion is going on to the New World and into India and everywhere else. No, 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 absolutely. Um, she also goes to war with Persia. Um, to protect Georgia, the 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 country, the country not the state. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Georgia here wouldn't need any help. They no. just get out their their ARs and take care of everybody. Um, and so she goes to war with him to pre- kind of protect Georgia. Um, she does it under the ruse of protecting Russian Orthodox Christians, which she was not honestly a very religious woman. Um, she was not very kind to the Russian Orthodox Church. Uh, she closed down monasteries, kind of taxed them. Um, honestly, didn't treat them much different than she did people of of Islam or Judaism or anything. That just it was a she was a child of the Enlightenment. Religion, Religion was not was big. Yeah. yeah, she did the Russian Orthodoxy to get her throne, get her power. Yeah, and you have to realize, in all honesty, a lot of kings queens emperors czars or whatever across europe they weren't necessarily zealots of their religion they knew they had to be their religion to retain their crown but a lot of times they really didn't care i mean this it was the same way go back to what we talked about last week 1066 uh a lot of those rulers kept a friendly relation with the pope because when war broke out the pope would fund it you know especially, Absolutely. If, especially if they were fighting the heretics mm-hmm. you know in northern africa or or in the Middle East or whatever. Well, the Pope would say, oh, if you go fight this crusade, right. if you die, you're going straight to heaven. Yeah. Or he would, you know, he, same thing with Henry VIII in England, he would say, or, you know, Elizabeth I of England, kill him, I don't care. Yeah. Like, they're they're not rightful rulers, they're heretics, they, they, they deserve to die, so... But she just didn't put much credence into, I mean, she saw the use of it, but... She, it just wasn't her thing. So, um, She did fight another war against Sweden, which that's how they got St. Petersburg two generations before. Um, kind of not a lot came of that. Um, she got some peace, but other than that, you know, not really much of anything. Um, she did try to have relations with the East, which would be uh, Japan and China, and was kind of successful in that. I mean... As much as you could be, you still have to realize now. At that time, at at this time, uh, China, both China and Japan were were more isolationist. Very much so, especially Japan. Yeah, yeah, and per, a, a lot of of uh, Asia was that way. They were very isolationist. They didn't want the influence. Western influence to come in. So, <clears throat> um, was it Peter the Great? No, it wasn't Peter the Great. Um, it was one of the czars. I sent you a picture of. And it was a picture that you had never seen before with his sleeves rolled up, and he had a, a dragon tattoo on his forearm. That was probably, I wouldn't be surprised if that were Peter the Great. That's totally This was a photograph. Oh, a photograph? <laughs> yeah. Was it Nicholas? It may have been Nick, uh, Nicholas the Nicholas. first. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. does not surprise me either. He had his arms crossed. I said, look at this picture, and you can see a big dragon tattoo on it. And it was a big thing, because yeah. even whenever he was, whenever he was ruling, what, in the early 1900s? Yeah, the the Bolshevik Revolution was in 1917, yeah. so prior to that. And so he had made his way to Japan he, and actually got a he, tattoo, and it was a huge thing at that point. At that point. Uh, yeah, pretty sure he did serve in the Navy, or supposedly. 
They also had the the Russia Sino War during that mm-hmm. time, which Russia lost. Um, that was during Theodore Roosevelt's. That would have been yeah yeah, yeah. contemporary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 no. You're fine. Back to Catherine. No, it's interesting how everything you know history always kind of repeats itself, and it's never it's in the most interesting ways. Um, another big thing during her. Rain were the serfs. Mm. And if you don't know who serfs are. You probably are one. <laughs> <laughs> probably. If you are descended from Russia, you were probably descended from a serf at some point. Um, serfs were basically slaves that were tied to land instead of a person. Like a uh, sharecropper. Well, no, because the person owned the land, so. Yeah, yeah that no, would be a good, no, good example. no, no. They were, it was very much in the vein of feudalism. Mm-hmm. And peasantry yes. and and um what? So that's still going on now in in Russia. No, surf. No, yes, yes. Surf now, as in yeah. seven in in seventeen hundreds. Right. Yes, yes, yes. It's still going on. It had phased out in Western Europe a few hundred years before. If you were a serf, you were assigned to land mm-hmm. you, by the king. One who was assigned or a duke, uh, I guess maybe. No, you were just kind of born into it. Yeah, like and that was your land. And you were born into that land, and your life's goal was to work that land. Yeah, and that was that it. was it. You weren't <laughs> Good allowed. Luck. You weren't allowed to leave the land. There was no social um, mobility. Mm-mm, there was no none. way working your way out of that. No, I mean it wasn't unless you were a of. woman. Maybe you could marry up. Probably maybe. not. They probably Doubtful. wouldn't. Yeah. Um. I mean, it wasn't unheard of for someone maybe to buy themselves freedom from serfdom, but. It, it's basically slavery. It's just instead of being owned by per being owned by a person and tied to a person, you're tied to the land. So let's. It was owned by the king. Yes, yes. Yeah. So let's say you know, hey, Duke Hango had this land. Ooh, I like that. And then he pissed me off, and I'm like, oh, you know what? You lose your land. You lose all your serfs. I'm like going to give it to Duke Harpoon. You know. No. Propping him up. Go ahead. <laughs> but that's how it was. Right. That's how you, it was not chattel slavery as we think of it now. You fuck around, you find out. Yeah, yeah. Instead of you losing your slaves by escape or selling them or, or having them stolen, you lose your land along with the slaves that went with it mm-hmm. from from the king, yeah. one duke to another. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. basically. So um, it's kind of thought of maybe she did want to abolish serfdom yet again. She's a child of the Enlightenment. Mm-hmm. But it just wasn't in the cards. It wasn't in the cards. Um, she would have lost power. Mm-hmm. I mean, this would have been like in 1700s America around the revolution if you told all these founding fathers if you had to give up your slaves. It just wasn't going to happen. It's the wrong decision 100% no matter what. Agreed. Nobody should be enslaved in any form. And, yes, you should be willing to make that sacrifice because all these other are not really a sacrifice. It's righting a wrong. Um, But she never was really able to do that. There were a few things she was able to do as in um, they were kind of able to more – be treated humanely or they could appeal things, you know, if my Lord doesn't, you know, treat me right. But in all honesty, nothing much changed. Gotcha. And she kind of, towards the end of her reign, maybe cracked down a little bit more because you have these tens of millions of people who are serfs who 
could rise up against you at any time. So, you know, you start seeing that as a threat more. And they learned that in the early 1900s. Yes, yes, yes. That's the Bolshevik (laughs) Revolution right there. Um, Though serfdom had ended before then. So, But it was the worker, quote unquote, the worker, right? And that's kind of the backbone, honestly, of uh, Imperial Russia were the serfs. Um, Not only were they the people that worked the fields and did all the hard labor and, you know, even fought in campaigns and things. They were, you know, it's the lower classes that support everyone. Yet again, another example of, like I said last time, they didn't care who the czar, czarina was. Their life wasn't going to change any. Until they were freed from serfdom, their life wasn't going to change. So what do they care? But she kind of was not looked on kindly um, by the serfs because they felt like she really didn't do much or do, you know, she was the oppressor. So, um, uh, well, now, you know, she was a, a patron of the arts because she was a child of the Enlightenment. She started museums. Probably the most famous one is the Hermitage in uh, St. Petersburg, um, where she started collecting. It probably it started out as a private collection of her own. You know, I mean, this is the Empress of Russia. She There's no lack of money there. Right. Um, so she started getting paintings and sculptures and things like that. And it slowly has grown to become, I, I think, and have always thought probably one of the preeminent art galleries in the, in the, in the world. I mean, absolutely. The things that right they there have with there. The Louvre, then. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Cause she had the funds to access all this stuff. So, and then over years, every, you know, things are added, 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 added. Um, she, um, was also a big proponent of authors. She became very interested in in, uh, Russian uh, uh, literature once she began to speak Russian. But yet again, like I said earlier, she was um, contemporaries with Voltaire. They they corresponded. I want to say he even visited the court at one time. Um, You could almost, well, she was a child of the Enlightenment and, and was wanted to be all this, but... You know, sometimes you think people like the ideals more than actually doing it. And I think she might have been a victim of that. When you're young, you think, oh, I can I can change the world. I can do this. I can do that. And then reality sets in and you realize it's not so easy. So but you still like the ideals. It's just the actual making it happen. That never happens. And I think she was definitely a victim of that. I think when she was younger, she would have loved to done a lot more of of uh freeing people and, and um, educating the, the lower classes and having an equalization. But in reality, that's never easy, especially in Russia, where you're, you know, you're still dealing with just two generations before was very Eastern and Mon- more Mongolian right. than, than, than European. Um, but they did kind of start bringing in new thoughts during this time, so... So now we'll talk about probably what, if you've heard of Catherine the Great, you probably haven't heard about all these things she did in her reign. You probably haven't heard about, you know. Her, her enlightenment. Yeah, her enlightenment and, and the hermitage and was what Voltaire and got the. She had a limp dick husband. Yeah, like you hadn't heard of that. What you've probably heard is that she died while being fucked by a horse. Wait. Not true. <laughs> This show just took a big turn. <laughs> they say she died under a horse. Okay. Um, 100% not true. 
Um, there's a couple of different theories on why that became uh, urban or something. Yes, and it could be one from the French because about the time she died, French Revolution, and of course she supported the French monarchy, and also Poland because she was annexed Poland, and Poland was like, "We fucking hate you." Um, or Poland-Lithuania Commonwealth. Um, but one reason why they they think she, they kind of went down this road of with this propaganda is because she was a sexual being, I guess you could say. A very she, liberated woman. Yes, absolutely. She had lovers all the you know always, and even younger, even when she got older. You but know, she, she's a thought. Absolutely. <laughs> With power and money. Be sure to go by a, a TikTok and check out Catherine the Great's TikTok feed. It would have been interesting. I bet it would, especially with the horses involved in it. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> but um, she she did. She had several. Catherine and they, the Great's OnlyFans? She, she could have done it. You probably couldn't have afforded it. But, <laughs> but um, And they tended to be military guys when she was younger. As ah. she got older, it was usually people, younger guys with political connections and all this. Um, but uh, that they think she was just vilified because she was a woman. If it had been a man in that same, you wouldn't have thought twice about it. Right. So, but that, her reputation preceded her mm-hmm, as being mm-hmm. And she was unapologetic for it. I mean, very, very ahead of her time woman. Um, but no, she did not die that way. She actually died of a stroke in her bathroom. So well, when you <laughs> kind get of by horse stuff like that happens. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Like, I can't even. So she died of a stroke in her bathroom. Yes, yes, yes. No horses involved. No horses involved. Allegedly. At all. But she had been complaining that she had the worst headache ever, like, from the night before. Oh, so this could have it could have been a tumor or something. No, it was a stroke. It was confirmed by autopsy that it was a stroke. They did perform an autopsy on her. Okay. Um, She died, like, a day later after she collapsed in her bathroom. You so. know, my great-grandmother... I complained her whole life about having bad headaches. And it wasn't until she was up to here with dementia and Alzheimer's mm-hmm. that an MRI, they said, oh, she's got a tumor the size of a lemon in her, in her brain. Yeah. You know, probably they, benign, but oh, yeah, still. It still is putting pressure on her brain. Yeah. Yeah. So she passes, and with it, kind of all the things that were great, I think. But, um, as if you remember, we talked about her son earlier, mm-hmm. that the Empress Elizabeth took him from her when when he was born. Well, his name was Paul, and he absolutely hated his mother. He blamed. Gee, I wonder why. Yeah, probably because he had his father killed. That was part of it. Well, probably because his grandmother raised him, who didn't care for his mother to begin with. Well, no, just poisoned the well. No, no, no. Empress, well, Empress Elizabeth A was not the grandmother. She was the aunt of Catherine's okay. um, husband. husband. She was in great aunt or something. No, she actually, Empress Elizabeth, really liked um, Catherine. Okay. She really did because uh, Empress Elizabeth was kind of in the same vein. So why did he hate his mother so bad? Well, they didn't really know each other. Oh, just not f- familiar Yeah, they didn't other. know each other. And then, you know, her his father was killed, basically, and then she ruled. And she, he... um. Paul was very much like his father. He was the military little idiot who needed probably to be slapped around more when he was younger. He needed good ass beating every once in a while. Right. 
So he hated his mother. And um, his big thing that he did to get back at his mother for how much he hated her was he buried her next to his father, who she hated. So they would have to lay next to each other for eternity. God. Well, this gets even a little more interesting because Paul, Catherine's son, that is now Tsar of Russia, Paul I of Russia, he had a son named Alexander I. Well, it was very similar to when Paul was born and the Empress Elizabeth took him on. Well, when Alexander was born, the Empress Catherine, Catherine the Great, took him on and kind of raised him. So, but this poor kid, Alexander, was kind of stuck in between because he's still, you know, it's still his dad. Right. But he loved his grandmother, too, because this was the woman that raised him and kind of put all these ideals in his head. Well, eventually... Very similar to what Paul, Paul's father, Peter the Third, had. Paul was was uh, uh, assassinated, or not assassinated. He was killed, and nobody quite knows why. Yeah. It's one of those mysterious circumstances. Yeah, mysterious circumstances, which there is debate whether Alexander knew or not. Like, but um, growing up before Catherine died he kind of had this duality where he had to be what both of them wanted him to be so he learned how to go back and forth yes and mediate and be two different people really in a lot of ways this alexander the first is the one who defeated napoleon okay and they say they think because he kind of had that kind of relationship with napoleon where he was back and forth always trying to tell him you know and that he was so good at that because he had mastered that in his younger years between um, his mother or Very his father. Very good at subterfuge and, mm-hmm. and intrigue. Yeah, yeah. Empathetic and telling, kind of telling people what they want and, and going in between. So all of that to get to, you know, he he was the one that was ruling Russia when Napoleon lost his Le Grand Armée in, in Russia. So he, because he did the scorched earth policy. Right. And then said, fuck you, Napoleon. So... That's kind of all for Catherine the Great. Okay. I mean, there's a lot more I could go on for a lot longer, but then it gets really weird and really intricate. And As everything get, in Europe does. I know, I know. It's just interesting how this woman who came from basically very low nobility through determination worked her way up. I mean, in a whole new country with a language. Um, New religion, new, new customs. Relig- everything. I mean, it's it's mind-blowing that she kind of, it's almost like she knew that's what she wanted to do was become Empress of Russia from the time she was younger. And that definitely, you know, wasn't the case. But um, she just worked her way up, murdered and fucked her way to the top. <laughs> but she is truly... One of my favorite characters, if not the. Oh, yeah. I, I know for sure. I think well, when you first met us, about <clears throat> you had something that wasn't even Catherine the Great. So, oh, it was kind of like Catherine the Great. You're like, it's not, but I love her. And I forgot what it, what it was. I and I was like, I don't, I don't know. I, 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 something, it was maybe a movie about her or something coming on at that time. Yeah, there's the, or the History Channel. Stuff and, comes out every I'd once in a while about her. Of her. I said, yeah. Oh, it looks like Catherine. You're like, well, it's not, but I love her. You yeah, know? I think yeah, it was no. like a week after me and you had met. I'd mentioned that. No, but um, I love her. I remember one time Nancy and I were okay. So in college, Nancy and I would read each other questions from Trivial Pursuit, 
And fascinating. Um, yeah, and we would try to answer them. And one time, one of them was, "What was the name of the art gallery, Catherine the Great?" Started was the Hermitage, or the Hermitage, and Nancy just started screaming, "You cheater! You cheater! <laughs> you were the only person in the world that would know that." What's Who so funny about that, that is that that edition y'all used was like from the from like nineteen seventy. Oh yeah, it was like <laughs> was they were date. still Eastern Europe at that time. <laughs> and um, but but yeah, I mean, she's definitely someone if you want a good read and some intrigue and. You want to recommend it, any books or movie? You said the HBO mm-hmm. miniseries. Yeah. Any, anything else that that you think is a very good biography about her, or any other like a TV show or documentary or anything? Um, I would just say pick up because most of the most of the books I've come across are very similar about her. There's nothing really earth shattering. Earth shattering, and I would even be a little hesitant to recommend anything that's earth shattering because I mean, I don't I. I, I think most of the stuff we know about her has been known about her for 200 years. That's factual. That's factual. I mean, you can get into the he said, she said, but that, mm, until you kind of get to know the person, you have to read about them, and then you can kind of form an opinion when you read about the things they've been through and think, well, they might have done this or they might have done that. I recommend just doing an Amazon search and look for something with um, a good amount of stars on it. I mean, as simple as that, but like I said, it's because there's just nothing new, yeah. you know. And if you just want a good factual basis on it, you're you're good with just a basic, uh, a basic biography. And on the her. Catherine the Great is it? Was it, I think it's just called Catherine, I, is I, it not? I think yeah, I think it's just called Catherine on HBO. And I will say, there's a Hulu series called The Great that's very loosely based on her. Oh, it's not. Uh, taking a lot of liberties. Yeah, they take a lot of liberties. Um, I mean, it's good entertainment, but don't. I, well, I say good entertainment. I'm not a huge fan of it. I think it's more teenish, gotcha. young twenties, young adult. I'm not that demographic. Um, and I mean, if you want to watch that, that's fine. Just know when you watch it, it's not historically accurate. There were some things in it that were kind of so off that it just. I was just like, mm, I don't know about that. I can't be watching this. But I also want to throw out there if anybody would have any recommendations about anything they would want me to talk about. Because oh, for sure. I, am go- I'm, I definitely have my interests. And if you let me, I will only talk about, you know. Russia. Russia. <laughs> and um, Russia's always fascinated me. But I think that's because when we were growing up, it was the it was enemy. It foreign land. Yeah. It was the enemy. And it was the complete unknown. And then when you read more and more about it, it becomes more fascinating because it was an, uh, an East meets West. Well, when we were kids, I mean, like when, we, when me and you both were children. <laughs> in the 80s? Yeah, in the 80s, Russia Some was... Some of you were probably... <laughs> in, n- in utero. <laughs> not even that. Are you kidding me? Um. Now, when we were growing up. I remember up, when the wall fell in 89. Oh, I do too. I remember David Hasselhoff singing Freedom yeah, yeah. on top of the Berlin yeah. Wall. I remember it being, I mean, he was televised for 24 yeah. hours. Yeah. This is before 24 hour news. Yeah, was I was going to say, this is when <laughs> TV stations shut anything. down at 2 o'clock in the morning. Everything went to, went to <laughs> that's it. You got the, you you got got the national anthem. anthem and the test symbol. <laughs> that was it. <clears throat> no, but I mean, yeah, when we were growing up, no, the only thing you saw about Russia in the news was. Gorbachev. What have, what have they done now? And the president's having another strategic arms limitation talk with them, trying to talk them off the ledge. Yeah. Yeah. That's all we ever heard. No, but, yeah. And then, you know, when perestroika happened, yeah. 
and they opened the first McDonald's in, in Moscow and there was a line through Moscow, people trying to get their first Big Mac. And if you have never, guys, if you were too young to remember that and you've never seen a picture, Google it. It will blow. There were babies your mind. being born in the line at McDonald's. Yes, <laughs> and and when Metallica went there to do that concert, oh two, man, like a million people yes. showed up. That's a hell of a concert to watch online. There's a picture. Too. There's a picture of Metallica performing. I think it may have been in Moscow. I'm pretty sure it was Moscow. I mean, it may not have been a million people. No, I think but it, it was, was a million. It was a lot of people came to Moscow because Metallica was their was their first dose of Americana, and it's it's there's a picture they took behind. James Hetfield facing mm, one it's over amazing. the crowd, and it's just a sea of people. As far as you, it can doesn't see. look real. It it looks, it, it doesn't look real. And if anybody has any, and they want to, Tink prefers things old, old. Where I prefer, I prefer if it's gunpowder, I'm out. With the exception <laughs> of Catherine, the but I will say this: we talked about you know how it kind of opened up i think that's probably part of the reason why they were doing that exhibit in 91 that was just two years oh yeah after the sure. fall of um communism so it was kind of opening up and looking at this these people you know what have they been hiding all these years yeah yeah, yeah. if you have any, any suggestions for things for us to for for te- not, uh, not us i'm just i'm just a dummy behind the Unless here. it's modern, and then mm. I'll be here to chime in. But yeah, um, I mean, if you have any suggestions, please you can you can write to us at the Hango Show at gmail All the socials is at the, the Hango Show. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, we're all there. Uh, and honestly, even if it's something that I'm not necessarily just, I always say I have a very broad under you know knowledge of history. Um, so even if it's something that I haven't personally dug in and read a lot, uh, I would love to do that because there's a lot of stuff that I, you know, I have a very broad understanding of like the crusades. I have a very broad understanding of it, but I never really dug down into it or, um, the caliphates. We talked about that. Oh my God. That is, (laughs) it's it's a mess. That is a hot mess. Islamic caliphates in the, in the, in the. What ninth century, tenth century, yeah, right around there. And I'll even admit, like when it comes to ancient Egyptian dynasties and all that, I am lost as a goose. Oh, like yeah. it gets, it gets deep, so confusing, so quick. But that's that's a lot of early history, just because there's a lot of name changes and there's a lot or, of land being switched yeah, back and forth yeah. at that time. Not necessarily great records no. <laughs> being taken. The victor writes. The victor writes writes history. But <laughs> Russia is one of those. That has always fascinated me. So if there's anything in Russia, like the, you know, Mongolian invasion or, or the westernization, which really started with Peter the Great, or even later, later emperors, you know, leading up to the Russian Revolution, which in itself is kind of fascinating. Um, Russia's always, I think because, though, it was the forbidden land yeah. for so long. But anyway. If you, if you don't have anything else... <clears throat> I have my, my dinner order. We're going to order dinner just now, babe. Don't worry. Okay. okay. Thank you all for listening to this episode of The Hango Show. Be sure to go by tripodbroadcasting.com to check out all the shows we have there. Also check the show notes for links from our sponsors like ebles.com, E-A-B-L-E-S. You can save 15% on some premium CBD with the promo code Hango. Also check out mydelta8.com and our Amazon link is down there. In case you want to pick up something on Amazon, Bookmark that link and send a little money our way. Again, Tinker, I love you, hon. 
Love you. And I love all y'all out there for listening to this episode, and we'll see you next time. Bye.